Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And the Music of America podcast continues this week. We kick off the week of Georgia. We're in Cleveland, Georgia. And we're going to talk to a gentleman named Mason Parker, singer and songwriter. Bass players, The Bag is a high-quality leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the United States with the finest craftsmanship, the beautiful, sophisticated, and very cool overall appearance. They're made of some of the finest quality leather and cushion available. They're meant to last a lifetime, literally. They have over 30 years' experience in the leather industry and are extremely proud to introduce the line of gig bags that are targeted both to the skilled professional as well as the fun-seeking novice. The hope is that you're going to love their bags as much as they do. The Bag, from Tony Vaughn Bass Bags, www.tonyvaughn.com, a bass player in his own right, by the way. Mason Parker and... uh, you just got a band we're going to talk about in a moment, but let's talk about you yeah. first. Let's talk about how you got into music, how you got started. I mean, you didn't start at three years old as a, right. a rock and roller or whatever. So <laughs> right. At some point in time, you decided you're going to do music. So let's hear how that all happened and got you to where you are today. Yeah. So um, I've always wanted to be in front of people for sure. Like my mom even tells me that when I was really little, she can she can remember me saying I wanted to be a preacher because he's in front of everybody talking. Uh, and then probably about the time I was 12 or 13, I started taking guitar lessons and uh, I started wanted, you know, that's when I wanted to be a lead guitarist. Yeah. I quickly found out I'm not a lead guitarist. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then when I got to high school, I, uh, I started doing theater, I started doing some acting and some musicals and singing in front of people and that was when I had a teacher tell me I could sing and I figured okay well that's something I might try my hand at one day um went to college for a year uh for acting and uh when COVID happened I came home and uh I was working for my dad and I made a joke to him one night saying yeah if I ever get famous for music and make some money I'll uh I'll buy you a beach house and so that was probably a Saturday night and Tuesday I got off work and he was like, all right, get your stuff and get in the car. We're going to go to an open mic. And, um, just yeah, like so that. I started just like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so I went from there to, uh, the guy who's running it wanted me to come and open for his band a few weeks after that. Uh, so I went and did that and then was at another open mic and a guy said, Hey man, I want you to come play at my restaurant. So I started playing at his restaurant, got, gig after gig from that and i'm super grateful and i've been full-time musician for about three years now so yeah do you remember uh do you remember your songs you sang at your first open mic i'm sure uh there was actually i might i know there was definitely feathered indians by tyler shoulders okay uh and then i think i think fire away by chris stapleton Oh, what a great is, song. Yeah. Looking back on it now, that was a pretty ballsy move to do. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, and then I think I had a buddy who was there because there was no one else on this open mic besides me. And I had a buddy show up uh, and he played a little bit of guitar and we did uh, 
Broken Window Serenade by Whiskey Myers. I got him to play guitar. I found out right then I don't like to sing without holding a guitar. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you'd already you'd already been playing and singing you at mm-hmm. home, I guess, and you just right plunked around a little bit and you learned some songs right. already. Okay. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I did, did all the stuff that you know when you go to a party and someone goes, "Oh, you can play guitar." Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. You know, and you pull it out and you play a few songs. That's about it. That's funny because that's I tell people that's why I play guitar because when I would go to parties, oh, yeah. it's easier to take a guitar than a piano. You know, right? <laughs> right. Like, try throwing a piano over your shoulder. You know, that's back right. in, in that's my right. era, at least. I mean, now you can because keyboards <laughs> right. are you know, but still, it's <laughs> absolutely. Funny. You said you did uh, Broadway shows or what? Are high school musicals? What shows did you do in high school? Oh man, my my first show ever was nine to five. Actually. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. That was, was a little bit of foreshadowing, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then we, uh, my first, and that was just, I was just ensemble, just backup guy. Uh, my first lead, I was, I'm not a big person at all. And I definitely uh-huh. wasn't in high school, but I was Shrek and Shrek the musical. Oh, really? Yeah. I was wearing six inch platform goth boots is what they look like. <laughs> uh, and then I was gomez adams and adams family the musical wow which was yeah it was uh yeah that was that was definitely different because i'm a pretty pasty guy um they had to put on a lot of a lot, a lot of, makeup. of makeup yeah <laughs> yeah make me look spanish um and then in, we went in 19 in 1973 i weighed about 125 pounds and i was tevia from fiddler on the roof and oh, okay portrayed by zero mostel for you know, decades on Broadway and by Topol in the movie, mm-hmm. Tubby is kind of a a portly man, and here's a right. 125 pound kid, <laughs> booming bass voice coming out like this. Right, <laughs> right. It's kind of funny. So keep wow. going. You did uh, after Adam's yeah. family. Yeah, So after Adam's family, then we did. Um, this was my last show with them. I did uh, Catch Me If You Can. Which is the Frank Abagnale Jr. story? Right, right, right. I um, I wasn't, I wasn't the lead. I was uh, the detective Hanratty that was going after him the whole time. So you were, you were Tom Hanks to somebody else's Leo DiCaprio. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. that was, that was, uh, it was much more in my range. The, the Frank Abagnale in that is very, it's a very high, it's a very pretty tenor part. Did you so, want to do theater more than? singing or did you enjoy the singing part more so acting is acting is the word i'm looking for right right yeah so i um so when i went to college i uh i was going for just acting i didn't want to be in musicals anymore because i only got the chance to do one play which was no no singing no dancing nothing like that and i really really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. we got to do of mice and men which is just a, someone who's never acted before it's a dream come true because yeah. it's just such a simple show um so we got to do that and I, that's i was like this is this is it this is what i want to do um so when i went to college i was going for just acting no singing i auditioned for a play and i didn't get in it oh, and no. then i got in the musical instead i auditioned for the musical just for kicks you know just why not so I got into the musical and I was like, okay, well maybe I might need to start doing some more of this. Um, 
And then, so I went to two colleges in a year. So I went to one college for one semester and then I switched to another college, which was closer to home, which that wasn't the reason. I just felt like I wanted to go somewhere else. And yeah. I went there, I auditioned for a play, which it was a Shakespearean play, which I was, you have to understand so much stuff if you're going to do Shakespeare. Yeah. And I was, I'm not, look, I'm just a country boy. I don't, <laughs> I can't read that good. So that's, that's, so, that's funny. Cause you've got, got kind of a, a Georgia kind of accent and I just can't, I have a hard time with, uh, what light through yonder window breaks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So it was like, I, I got in there and it was just, dude, this is not for me. I auditioned for the musical, which they were doing little shop just for kicks again. Yeah. And I got into that. And so then COVID, so I got to do that one show and then COVID happened and it was game over all my professors were too old to know how to work a computer and uh -huh. everything went online and so i started failing all my classes because they were letting the computer grade everything and they uh -huh. were open-ended questions so if they weren't the exact right answer that the professor types in right that you count it as a zero so oh, i was yeah. like okay i was like whatever man i'm done with this so <laughs> technically i dropped out um came home i was working for my dad um and then then i got into these open mics and started doing music so so when did you start circle. when did you start writing because the songs we're going to listen to today are both songs that you've written great songs right well thank you yeah i um i mean i've always so my grandpa was a musician that's where i kind of get it from um and so he told me one time a long time ago, and it's always stuck with me. He goes, there's people who can write and there's people who can't. There's no in-between. Uh -huh. I was like, okay. And so I just assumed I was one of those people who couldn't write. And I was jokingly sitting on my front porch one day playing guitar. And I started just like spitting out words. And I was like, oh, wait, I can kind of, I, wait, I can write a song now. I guess I can um, write. <laughs> yeah. So, um a few days later, I was like, I might try this again. So I kind of gave it another shot and I wrote a song. And it's actually a song that I still do out currently every now and then. I need, I'm actually, I need to get it recorded. Um, but yeah, so I did it and um, I was like, okay, this is, okay, yeah, this is awesome. And then I did another song and everyone, I mean, I had a pretty good reaction to that. And so Cut Loose is probably fifth or sixth song I ever wrote. Um, and that was the one where I was like, oh, this is, this is good. I like this one. You know, yeah. that's where I felt like really confident in it. Um, and I had a very, very good reaction to it, to everyone I've showed. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I, I got to write that song about, um, a girl I dated all through high school and right there towards the end of our relationship, I had a buddy of mine in the Marines. He asked me to come and hang out with him for a few days yeah. off base. And what they mean by that is come and party your butt off for a few days. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I rode up there with a friend and on the way back, I was talking to him and I was like, man, I can do this stuff all the time. If I wanted to, if I was single and didn't have a care in the world and all this kind of stuff. And he finally, uh, he was like, dude, yeah, man, just do it. <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah. I was probably, I think I was 18 at the time. And this is, like I said, this is way before I started writing. Um, and so I got home and I broke up with this girl and come to find out she was already dating another guy. Oh, my. And, <laughs> and so they're actually, they're getting married this year. 
<laughs> the same guy. Um, so, which this was years ago. No hard feelings. Are you, are, are, you got, playing, are you playing at the wedding? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> they'd have to they'd have to give me an extra little cash bump on that one that's right um <laughs> but yeah no so we uh so i always tell people that i wrote this song about all the fun stuff she wouldn't let me do like drink smoke and cuss <laughs> and so um yeah so that's that's cut loose that's cut loose and well since you brought it up let's play it mm-hmm. okay this is all the right. first song of mason parker's we're going to feature today he's got us two of them we're going to hear another one but this is the first one he was just talking about this song is called cut loose
from Cleveland, Georgia, Mason Parker on the Music of America podcast, Octave Mandolins, Joe Mendel's signature piece of art, gives you that sweet tone that's somewhere between a mandolin and a guitar. It has that mandolin punch, but it also delivers the sustain and range of a guitar, and he builds them to your specifications. You may prefer the Adirondack top to the Sitka. Maybe you like the black walnut, mahogany, rosewood, or maple. You select the wood. You select the style. And Joe will make it for you. Your very own octave mandolin all impart flavor of their own tone. I call them Mendel's Mandos. He calls them the octave mandolin. Available at JoeMendelsFrets.com. Now, uh... Mason Parker, our guest here. Mason, you say you play guitar. That's that's it. That you don't like right. delve into other instruments, right? No, I tried and, piano, and I it doesn't. My hands don't work like that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people I I own guitars. Right, you know? right, and, yeah, and I yeah. I play guitar, but I'm not a guitar player, and I think that's you know I can strum. I know where things are. I know where the, I know where the chords are, and I know how to do the syncopation and how to make the timing fit the song. Right. But uh, I'll let somebody else play guitar. Now you've got a band now. You've got a band. Right. It's the Mason Parker band. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so it's your band. It's not like uh, <laughs> whatever the, the cut cutter loose or the loose cutters. Right. Whatever, right? <laughs> right. Right. No. Yeah. We, uh, when me and the boys first got together, I was, I told him, I was like, look, Y'all, I was like, for now, we'll just be the Mason Parker band. And I said, if y'all come up with something between, because it's it's y'all's band. It'll be y'all. I'll be the boss man, but it's y'all, you know, whatever y'all want to be called, just let me know as long as it sounds okay and it's not terrible. Uh, so they never came up with anything. They were like, dude, you found us. You put us together. So we'll just be the Mason Parker band. I was like, all yeah. right. So I got a logo made and the rest is history. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's a... Uh no infighting then because it's your band your name is on it right. it's it's right. not the bass player's band or the right drummer's right. band you know exactly yeah yeah how so I, at the guys? end of the day i get to call all the shots you know yeah <laughs> so, and you and you get to handle all the headaches right yeah sadly yeah uh all the financial funds that come along with owning a band and trying to make it right right <laughs> now are you set um, up you set up as a an a, a I guess a corporation of business or you set up as a business? No, not yet. Not right now. Um, everything's private contractor kind of thing. I, uh -huh. I mean, I pay the guy, you know, if they write us one check and I pay the guys, they pay us cash. Obviously that's pretty ideal right? right. <laughs> for any small business. Um, but no, yeah, I uh, met all these guys in high school uh, besides the bass player. I didn't actually meet him in high school, high school, but we all went to the same high school. That was um, funny when you, you mentioned that to me in an earlier conversation yeah. that you all went to the same high school and now you're in a band together, but at no time did <laughs> right. you guys ever cross paths. Oh yeah. It's it. So the drummer and I are the same age. We, we had a few classes together and he actually, the other night he brought something up to me. He's like, man, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I can remember you telling me that you just look like a guy who's going to be a famous drummer one day. And he was like, dude, that stuck with me, man. I always remembered that. I was like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I never even thought about it. I haven't, I didn't even know I said it. Um, but the guitar player, he just happened to be walking through the halls one day with a guitar case. And I stopped him and talked to him. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, I play guitar, I do this, do that. 
and um, happened to get his number and just held on to it. And uh, I was looking for a lead guitarist and I couldn't find one. And he just popped into my head one day. And so, uh, yeah, so I I shot him a text and he happened to still have the same number. And he's like, heck yeah, man, I'll be there. So he came to a practice and it's all just clicked. And like I said, my bass player, he, um, yeah, he's a little bit younger than the rest of us. He graduated 20, yeah, 22. So he, uh, he's a little bit younger and, uh, (laughs) but he falls, yeah, he falls, he falls right in. He, uh, he's good. He's a good, good guy. He, he really can just, he can look at any instrument for about five minutes and go, yeah, okay. And just shred on it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So Uh, tell us the story about how you had to get a band. Yeah. So, (laughs) so there's a place I play at in Murphy, North Carolina, which is only about an hour, 15 minutes from my house, roughly. And um, they only do bands on the weekends, but they'll have solo acoustic guys throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And um, he told me, he's like, yeah, well, I was asking, he was like, dude, why don't you have me on Saturdays anymore? He's like, well, I only do bands. I was like, well, I got a band, which is not (laughs) true at all. (laughs) So we, uh, so he booked my band for sometime in February and we, I started scrambling. I was looking for anyone and everyone I could, could not find my, a lead player. Uh, and I'm the same way I could play guitar, but I'm not really a guitar player. And so I was yeah. trying to be a lead guitarist and that didn't quite work out. So finally this, my lead guitarist, Andy popped into my head and uh, it just, yeah, he he's the guy. He's the guy for me, for sure. But you had a set list already, and he had to learn all his stuff in like a right. month, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, he had to learn it in like three weeks. Uh, so I took my solo list, and I was like, "All right, guys, these are these are the songs we're gonna do." So the drummer and the bass player knew him because we've been practicing for a month and a half at least and he came in <laughs> like half a yeah. month ago you had you so, had all this experience already because you played <laughs> right. for a month right. and a half <laughs> yeah so he came in and i was like oh by the way i hope you're free on this day like february 8th or something yeah and i was like yeah that'd be great uh he was like yeah yeah i think i'm free i was like good because we have a gig uh we got to go to it and it's in murphy i hope you get off work in time and he was like uh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, let me <laughs> let me look around and see what's going on. So it all worked out. It was great. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a great we had a great crowd show up that night. You couldn't have asked for a better opening night crowd. Did it you was play, amazing. Did you play any of your originals? Oh yeah, absolutely. Those those people up there, uh, it's those are like my fans. Those are the people yeah. that I have acquired all of my own. I can't say that they're my parents' friends or anything like that. Like they're right. all, those are my people. Those are great, great folks. And um, I mean, they were like hollering out. They're like, do fresh out of whiskey, do cut loose. Come on, you yeah. gotta do it, man. Like it was, it was, it was a moment that like, I, like I almost started crying. It made me feel so good. That's it was a great, so, great feeling. Such a cool feeling, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah. You can't, when, you can't beat that feeling. You know, they're there to see you. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they, it, you know, it's the local yeah. watering hole, but they didn't just come because of that. They came right. and they know your music and they know what you can do. And that's why. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's really overwhelming. It makes me want to tear up. And yeah, <laughs> it's one yeah. of those, it's one of those touchy feely things, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. The next song of yours we're going to play, Mason. I got to tell the story. I've mm-hmm. got a house I bought outside of St. Louis and I play music and I've got friends that play music and, 
So I decided I'm going to build a studio in my unfinished basement. Mm -hmm. And this happened at the time that I'm starting to put together this whole podcast. I haven't even begun recording podcasts at this time mm -hmm. because I'm trying to build this studio in St. Louis and it's still a work in progress. So I'm doing something differently to get the podcast up and running and so on and so forth. Right. But people would start sending me music and in the early beginnings of the music of America podcast before the podcast mm -hmm. took the air, I just had a website. So I would put music that people would send me onto the podcast or onto the mm -hmm. website rather. And I would listen to it while I'm doing work in my basement, fresh out of whiskey was one of those songs, one of maybe four or five songs that I would just stop what I'm doing to listen right. to the song because it's such a good song. I, I I like the older, not really older, but it's a more traditional country song of that which is right. coming out of Nashville now. It's got right. it's got a real good feel to it. It's got a lot of soul to it. It's got a lot of tradition to it, and even the name. Fresh out of whiskey. I mean, it's a country song, man. It just is, <laughs> I appreciate it. You know? I appreciate it. Yeah. And then it's a good song on top of it. And it's a good country song. So it's all of those elements. Tell yeah. us how that came about. Tell us how you wrote that. <laughs> what your inspiration was there. Yeah, it's uh it's cut it's really stupid. I actually I was making myself a drink <laughs> one night. It's really stupid. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb. I was I was making myself a drink one night and I literally ran out of whiskey and I just that lyric popped into my head and I wrote it down and the next day I was sitting down that, that was late at night and the next day I sat down and I was going to work on learning some cover songs just you know trying to expand my list a little bit more and um, I was like you know what I'm going to try to run with that and I just wrote down fresh out of whiskey at the top of the page and it's just it's like it just fell out of me. Like it's a, it's a sad heartbreak song where a guy and a girl break up and the guy's like partied and done all that kind of stuff to like try to get her out of his head. And he's finally at that point. And then this girl shows back up and is like, hey, you, let's hang out. Let's see what happens, you know. And it was none of that stuff had happened in my life. I literally just ran out of whiskey one night. <laughs> <laughs> you write a whole song based yeah. on it's like. Hey, there's no baloney in the refrigerator, you know? Right, right. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things. It just all hit and came out. And it was like, that okay. is just amazing to me. And, and, and I'm doing a lot of songwriter interviews of late. The songwriting process and how people come about their inspiration, that reminded me of a woman I just had on like a week and a half or so ago. Yeah. And she, Marisa, Marissa Levy is her name. And uh, mm -hmm. she said that when she writes, She's got to do it in 15 minutes. She goes, I, I don't mean to sound obnoxious here, but <laughs> I've got I've got to have verse, chorus, melody. And if it doesn't come to me in 15 minutes, it's, it's gone. It's, oh, gone. it's gone. And I'm like, wow. And for the most part, that's how she writes. She says there are an occasional yeah. time when she'll have, hold. she'll hold on to something because she knows there's something there. But for the most part, mm -hmm. if she doesn't finish in 15 minutes, it's gone. You just did the same right. thing, dude. You just sat down yeah. and it just poured out of you. Right. Yeah. That doesn't usually happen at all. It's one of those things where it's like once in a blue moon, you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God I'm not going to sit here for six months trying to <laughs> finish this same verse or this same chorus. Yeah. But that's how it was with Cut Loose. I mean, I wrote the chorus and I was like, I like this a lot. 
but all the verses and the bridge and everything else is like, this is horrible. Like th- none of this fits. <laughs> it doesn't work. So I just held on to that chorus. And a few months later, it was, it all just hit. It came out and it worked and it's been a great, I mean, it's done pretty good so far. So I'm happy with it. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting process. It's, it's one of those things. It's just so, you never know what you're going to get with it. You can, you can try and try and try to squeeze one out as hard as you can. Yeah. And then you can't get anything or you get it all out and it's just horrible. Or it's one of those things where the song, I will always love you. Dolly Parton wrote it in 10 minutes. Yeah. Just sitting in RCAB studio, just hanging out. Yeah. And it's, you know, one of the biggest songs ever. Exactly. So, I mean, it's been recorded and re-recorded and re-recorded. I mean, absolutely. A, a friend of mine told me once, he goes, uh, you know, the songwriters are laughing all their way to the bank. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You get, you get all the, you get all the money and all the fun of like going to these little places and going, oh, yeah, I wrote that song. You know, when your song comes on and you're like, oh, yeah, I wrote this. People are like, what are you talking about, man? So, you know, and you don't, you'll never get noticed ever. <laughs> I think of uh, the song Crazy, Patsy Cline. Oh, yeah. You know who wrote that? I can never remember his name. Willie Nelson. That's right. Yes, Willie, wrote Willie Nelson. And yeah. I never thought of Willie as a songwriter because when I got oh, introduced yeah. to Willie Nelson, I knew of him as a performer. The Outlaws was him and Willie and Waylon right. and Johnny Paycheck and right. those guys. And the more oh, yeah. I studied Willie Nelson, I saw that he was a prolific songwriter. He wrote a ton of stuff for people back in the day. Oh, yeah. But they didn't like it. Oh, they didn't yeah. like his his performance. And he was either right. too nasally or too country or too this or too yeah. that. And I yeah. think um, Willie just that got to a point and said, "The hell with you guys." I mean, yeah, I'm he went back to Dallas and figured it out. <laughs> he did. He really did. So yeah. uh, again, this song, "Fresh Out of Whiskey," to me, it's got all the elements of a hit uh, from a guy that used to work in radio. So it's. It's not completely unfounded for me to say that. It's not just because it's a good song. It's a good song that plays well. It's got a good story to it. It's got a good feel to it. It's got all the elements that you need. So we're going to play that for people now, okay? And this is Mason Parker and the song Fresh Out of Whiskey.
out of whiskey, fresh out of wine. Nothing else here started feeling fine. You show up drunk as hell. Shot of Whiskey, one of my favorite songs since I've begun doing this podcast. And I actually had my brother ask me that the other day. He says, uh, is there a song or a band that you really like? And that was one of the songs I mentioned, that the oh, Fresh Out of Whiskey is one of my favorite songs since I've been doing this. And there's a lot, don't you know, not to undersell or undercut anybody. There's, there's a lot of songs, really, really good music. And that puts me in a really cool place here because I don't really like to listen to music anymore. I don't like contemporary music. And, uh, the music that I really enjoy is this. It's the music that's coming here. So, uh, and we're going to talk about your your band again a little bit, and we're going to yeah. talk about the recording studio. Yeah. But I want to talk about this. We've all done this. You find that perfect tone you're looking for, and then the club owner walks up and says, uh, "You're you're a little too loud," or you know something like that. So you have to change that which you've spent all day trying to achieve, that special tone, you know, that one when you're always in the sweet spot. Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps, the Lexi. It's a quality boutique amp with 100 watts of vintage plexi circuit at its core. It has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, digital reverb, tube buffered effects loop, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. Each channel has its own gain and master control, but share the EQ. This Landry amp has more gain than a Plexi everywhere from a whisper to concert level volumes, and it's designed to be able to play those lower volumes without losing tone. You know what I mean? That kind of heavy martial tone that used to require a whole lot of volume just to get that tone? You don't need it now. You can get to that tone with less volume with the Lexi. Check it out at Landry Amps. Landry Amps has a YouTube channel. You can go and check out the whole variety of different amps that Bill Landry offers or check them out at their website. It's www.landryamps.com. Our guest Mason Parker and you were going to we were going to talk a little bit more about the band and yeah. about the actual recording uh, experience because you didn't take the band with you, right? You didn't right. play. You just right. So so this was before I had the band. This was like right when that gig was booked. Yeah, <laughs> before yeah. I had it. <laughs> so <laughs> this was uh. So yeah. So the uh, the band itself. Let me. I just got to give these boys a shout out. Definitely, yeah. Andy Key, my lead guitarist. We're gonna go tallest to shortest here. Andy Key, lead, lead guitarist. He's about 6'4", 315 pounds. He's a, he's a linebacker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he might as well be. Uh, good old boy. He's awesome. Grew up playing Stevie Ray Vaughan, Skinner, Kendricks. I mean, he's just – he's an old soul, and he, yeah. he's really, really good at everything he does. Um, got a kid that's about to be here at uh, middle of October, which is awesome for him. Super happy. Um 
Travis Turner, my drummer, uh, gr- another great guy, also has a kid that's going to be here at the end of September. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're taking pretty much the whole month of October off. So, um, but yeah, so we got Travis is a great guy. He's like 6'2", just a bean pole. He's got hair down to his butt. Awesome guy. Um, <laughs> he, You always think that he's on something because he's always like going a little crazy. But he's like, man, I don't do anything. Like he never – He's, he doesn't drink. He doesn't do anything. He's just a good guy. He's just crazy. He's just a, he's just um, a drummer. <laughs> yeah, he's just a drummer. He's like, yeah, he's like the Energizer Bunny. Um, and then Cade Martin is my uh, bass player. He's great, great guy. Um, he's the youngest. He um, he plays bass. He plays keys. Plays lap steel. If he has a pedal steel, I'm sure he can play that too. He says he can. Uh, anything, anything he puts his mind to, he can play. Um, and then there's me. So Mason Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us the shortest. So <laughs> And the drummer? Yeah, Travis Turner. That's Travis. Yes, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Try to keep track of everybody here. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the, but they didn't go to the studio with you. Right. Right. Like right. you've not recorded with them unless right. you've done like some local stuff or whatever, right? Right. We're we're hoping to do some before the end of the year. Hopefully, hopefully we can get some done. And if we can't get together and practice or anything when the babies get here, we're going to try to get a day or two in the studio and hopefully go record something. Um, hopefully release it by the end of the year, which is kind of, kind of something that's been stewing in the back of my head, maybe a song or two. Um, but yeah, so I uh, actually got both these songs recorded in Nashville. Um, I had played around with Cut Loose a little bit and went to a studio uh, around the corner here from my house and um it just at the like we got the whole thing recorded had musicians come in pieced it together all that kind of stuff and it just didn't at the end of the day it wasn't what i was looking for it was a little too slow a little too sluggish yeah um but the guy who owns the studio he's he's not a producer he's he's just a sound guy he's an engineer um got an awesome studio um but just didn't quite work out so my parents talked me into going to nashville and recording and um, since I had went and recorded the original, original, original cut loose, right. um, he, uh, we had went and visited Nashville and met a producer, and we all just kind of were like, "All right, let's. This is what we need to do. We need to come here and record." So uh, it was produced by Ken Miles. Both of these songs were, and he produced um, "Hurricane" by Luke Combs, which was yeah. his big. His big, big you walk in and there's a five times multi-platinum record on the wall. And wow. um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, that was really, really interesting. Um, we walked in and I think it was nine o'clock in the morning. All the musicians were there except for the drummer. The drummer came in last. He, uh, he was like first one in or yeah, last one in, first one out. He was ready to go. Um, the drummer was drummer of the year for 2022. Wow. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't remember any of their names, sadly, except for the lead guitarist because his name was John Conley. And I was like, "Oh, that's a good name. I know that guy." Yeah, I know John so, Conley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, bass player has been on everything from Alabama to Garth Brooks, Shania Twain, Luke Bryan, Luke Combs. He's been on everything. The acoustic player was the same way. Don't know much about the key player. He didn't talk very much. He just kind of kept to himself. Uh, great, great key player though, um, and then the lead guitarist, of course, was John Conley. 
wow, was that's, that's Sidney so Chesney's cool. guy on the road. Yeah, yeah, super nice guy. Now, was it the same John Conley that had a recording history? I mean, there was no. a John Conley. Okay. Right. There was a John right. Conley that's... that came like in the 80s that had a number of right. songs. <laughs> right. No, sadly. That's the only reason I remembered him, though. I got you. I remembered okay. his name because of that. Um, but yeah, no, he um he's super, super nice guy. He actually stayed a few minutes later because he didn't like the lick that yeah. he came up with for fresh out of whiskey. He's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this again. I'm gonna put a different person in there, stuff like that. So he was he's really, really nice guy. So they they knocked out the music for both songs in like three hours. Yeah. And then it was just singing for the rest of the time. It was, what's that like? What's that like? It is. I've heard like big time artists say it's therapeutic making their records and stuff. It is miserable. It is <laughs> so horrible. <laughs> you're standing in a broom closet with a piece of plexiglass in front of you with a guy on a board staring back at you while you're trying to sing the same line 50 times and then you get done with one line and he goes all right let's do that again but better okay let's add some more energy to it and then you add that energy to it and he goes well not like that you're supposed to do it like this and i mean at the end of the day i mean i love i love what i got the product yeah. is great but it's I was just like, oh my gosh, man. So, so like, the, I've not done the Nashville thing. I've done recording like right, you know, right. small studio, but that not the big so right. You go in with say cut loose, mm-hmm. you run through the whole song, and then he breaks it down and says, Okay, well let's let's just do this line here, or do you do you just right. build the song piece at a time, or how do you do that? What what's it look like? So so the way we did it was the musicians came in and you did what they called, I believe it was called a hot take. Uh-huh. And so you sing along with all the musicians and then they go, okay, that's fine. It, Cause it's just like, it's like a scratch vocal. And so they know where to build up, where to set down all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then they leave. And that's, and then it's like that whole scratch take that you took, that you did yeah. is gone. And you're going through almost line by line piecing it together wow it is and like at the end of it i remember him going yeah i don't like the vibrato on your voice in this one part he would like switch the vibrato around so like a certain word is going up in the beginning and down in the end and it's like i mean the the technology is out of this world and they're adding they're adding those dynamics or is that are they enhancing what they're doing in your voice no yeah they're just they're adding stuff they're wow. adding or they're taking away. It's uh-huh. it is insane what they can do now. It's crazy. So how long did it take for you to do from start to finish? How long did it take you to do either song? So just the singing part. This is no music because the music was done three hours day one. Uh-huh. They they took off for lunch, never came back. So day <laughs> one, I think we did fresh out of whiskey on day one and so we had like we got back at 12 i think we took lunch at like 11 or 11 30 came back at 12 and we until five or six o'clock that night i was just standing in a closet singing it was over and over wow. and over yeah it's you have no idea it's oh my gosh and sometimes it's, it'd be a phrase sometimes it'd just be one right. line sometimes it'd be a cluster of of a, sometimes a it would just be the letter on the end of a word oh, it my. is 
insane. So we, and then the whole next day, so a whole eight hour day was just cut loose, just stinging and stinging. I had no spray. I was spraying myself up with no spray. <laughs> I was chugging water all day. I was drinking coffee, doing anything because my, my voice was just like, it was just so ready to give out. It'd been singing for 12 hours, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, I was done. I was done, man. But yeah, we're, I'm really, really happy with what we got though. I'm glad, I'm glad I went through that horrible process. But how did you process. find, how did you find that producer? Did you call several or did somebody just say, Hey, I know a guy. So this is actually pretty full circle. So the guy who was running the first open mic I ever went to yeah. had went to Nashville for a few years and tried to do that. And um, he actually went and recorded with him and told me if I ever go to Nashville, get in touch with him uh -huh. and that he'll put me in touch with the producer. And so he, uh, yeah, so he got me in touch with him and, Got it all scheduled, good to go. I love the phrase you used earlier too. It's like anybody can do it. It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, no, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's not hard to get scheduled. That's what I meant. You That's just what have I meant. to it's get that hard to yeah, get scheduled. You just gotta get yeah, you just gotta get scheduled. And then the real work starts once you get once the musicians leave and it's just you and a producer, uh -huh. that is when it is like that's the hard time. That's when it's like this guy's in here, it's like a drill sergeant you know he's uh -huh. like do it again do it again be better do it again um but no yeah that was uh it was it was definitely worth it i definitely if there's anyone who hasn't done it and it's what they really want to do i recommend trying it it cost my it cost a chunk of change but you know i got very lucky my parents they split it with me that was my christmas present yeah uh, that's great so we split it yeah we split it down the middle and um yeah, man, it was, it was, it was well, well worth it. So there's not just, just to be clear, there's not a place called Nashville where you walk in and then there's right. one guy that records Nashville's a city. <laughs> all right. There's oh, a lot gosh, of these yeah. guys that do this stuff. There's a lot of these musicians that do this stuff. Oh, yeah. That's like the keyboard player. He's a lunchbox musician. That's what, you know, right. That's what he gets paid to go. And that's his job. He goes in sets up, plays the keys. Da -da -da -da, he's done. Give me yep. a check. I'm gone. You know, yep, and that's how it's set up. So it's kind of intimidating when you hear people say, well, I went to yeah. Nashville, you know, it's oh, not yeah. one place. There are thousands of these people in Nashville. We right. can get this stuff done. You just got really blessed. Stop telling everybody all the secrets. You can't, <laughs> you can't tell everyone all the secrets. <laughs> these, right. these people, when you go, when I, so since I did that and I started trying to get booked again, yeah. I mean, first thing on the email is like, I'm a Nashville recording artist. And people are like, light bulb, ding. Yeah. I got to get this guy in here. Yeah. Because they think that's... you're amazing just because of that. You recorded in Nashville. That's right. That's yeah, really cool. Absolutely. So, Mason, this is the part of the show that we call shameless self promotion. And this is where you you tell us how we can support you, whether it's buying your merch, buying your music, yeah. shows you have coming up, festivals you're playing at. Tell us what's going on and how we can help you. Absolutely. Um, so I don't have merch yet. <laughs> just, like I said, I just got the band together. So I'm, I'm about to start pushing that. I, uh, you do have a folks. logo, though. You said you have a logo. I right? do have a logo. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. We got some band shirts made, but only the people in the band have them. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you can find my music on anything that streams music. It's out there. Um, it's Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, 
I'm, I, I'm guessing it's on SoundCloud. My distributor said it's on everything. So okay. if you want to find it, you just search for Mason Parker and then look for me. Um, and then my, all my stuff, all my shows, everything I post on my social media, um, for Twitter, which I don't really post on, but I'm going to go ahead and plug it because I'm going to try to start posting, uh, is Mason's music page. There's Twitter. Uh, Instagram is official Mason Parker. My Facebook is Mason Parker music. And my TikTok is Mason Parker. You got in early on that one, didn't you? Oh yeah. Got it real early. <laughs> that's that's cool. And uh yeah. and so from those sites we can find out places where you'll be playing standing right. gigs, any residencies that are coming right. up, any festivals, and it's it's the great way to follow you. Mason, Absolutely. it's been a blast, an absolute blast. I, I I should have done this instead of running my pest control business that I did for years. <laughs> I should have done this right out of right out of radio because this is I enjoy this so much. I get to meet oh, yeah. wonderful, talented people like you. And it, it's just not work, man. It's just, it's like having a conversation. It's absolutely, absolutely. It's so cool. It was great to meet you. Thanks, man. It was been a lot of fun. In the early days of this podcast, when I first started soliciting guests, Mason Parker was one of the first people to respond with music. And as you heard in this podcast, I really fell in love with his music. Somewhere along the lines, the human side of me took over and I made a mistake. And I missed one of his songs, and it's actually one of my favorite songs that he does, called Hurricane. So I talked with Mason after we produced this whole show, and I found the song, and I said, do you mind if I add this kind of as an addendum at the end of the podcast? He said he was fine with it. So, Mason, thank you for your understanding, and uh, I hope everybody loves this song as much as I do. So without further ado, this is Mason Parker and the song called Hurricane. On the Gulf Stream, I hear the south wind moan. Bridges getting lower, shrimp boats coming home. But the old man down in the quarter, he slowly turns his head, takes a sip from his whiskey bottle, and this is what he said. I was born in the rain on the pots of train Underneath the Louisiana moon I don't mind the strain of a hurricane They come around every June The high black water, the devil's daughter She's hard, she's cold, and she's mean But nobody taught her It takes a lot of water to wash away New Orleans Man came down from Chicago He gonna set that levee right He said Needs to be at least three feet higher It won't make it through the night But the old man down in the corner Says don't you listen to that boy Water be down by the morning And he'll be back 
to Illinois. I was born in the rain on the Ponza train underneath the Louisiana moon. I don't mind the strain of a hurricane. They come around every June. The high black water, the devil's daughter. She's hard, she's cold, and she's mean. But nobody taught her. Takes a lot of water to wash away New Orleans. Thirty miles on the Gulf Stream, I hear the south wind moan. Bridges getting lower, shrimp boats coming home. But the old man down in the quarter, he slowly turns his head, takes a sip from his whiskey bottle, and this is what he said. a train underneath the Louisiana moon I don't mind the strain of a hurricane they come around every June the high black water the devil's daughter she's hard, she's cold and she's mean but nobody taught her it takes a lot of water to wash away New Orleans but nobody taught her it takes a lot of water to wash away New Orleans. Cleveland, Georgia's own Mason Parker has been our guest. Up next, join us tomorrow. We go to Cummings, Georgia, and we'll talk with Cannon Tyler. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.